This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome, welcome back to the Winner's to the, <laughs> the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Sharon. Welcome, Jason And obviously, we are pretty jazzed because um, my prediction came true. I was blasting that 40s music. My on the way prediction came true. Arizona football defeated Oregon State. Okay. <laughs> Uh, 27 to 24. It was a close game and it was awesome. But before we begin, we do have a message from our sponsor. Home Field Apparel called me tonight. They said, Shia, we want to sponsor winners. And I said, yo, H-A, my dog, (laughs) hit me up. And they said, Shia, here's 15% off everybody's first order. Enter the code WILDCATSCOOP23, all caps, celebrate the win. Over the beeves, and I said, Homefield, you crazy for this. And it said, Sheer, you know what it is. And uh, yeah, so sign up now. Yeah, it's a good time to get some Arizona swag, as it were. And first, before we start, uh, I'd like to give Shelby a moment. Oh, She's thanks, been talking babe. mad shit uh, to anyone that was in the vicinity, reminding everyone that she predicted the right score. There were some Oregon State fans that called her out. For her anatomy and talking football. And is it anatomy? Yeah. yeah. And Because uh, I'm missing a part that apparently you have to have to enjoy football. So take it, Shelby. Um, just letting Oregon State fans know that uh, women also like football. Which is really funny. Sorry to interrupt you. The Oregon State publisher, who's awesome. Angie, is a woman. <laughs> Angie. So. so apparently she is not supposed to like uh, football and report about it or talk about it or get accurate predictions. Shelby nailed it. 27-24. I, I did nail it. It was. It feels good. I, you know, I'm going to enjoy it for a little while and then on to the next one. Shelby nailed the score and uh, never mind. I was going to say something. And <laughs> Jason's just thrilled. I was going to say something about I know, nailed. I know. Yeah, I know where that was going. Anyway, <laughs> hey. speaking of misogyny. Hey, Shelby um, and I tried to drive down 4th Avenue in university to look at all the wonderful Halloween costumes. Kids are very creative in ways that they can wear less clothing, less clothing. <laughs> every year. And get away with it legally. So I yes. want to give a shout out to the U of A students. U of A students were happy tonight. Yes. The ones that went to the game and the ones that didn't go to the game. It looked really fun. A lot of liquor in the air tonight. It was. Shelby, I just had water. Yeah, we just had water. So that's Only all we water. Now. That's all we do when well, we're Well, yours was sparkling, Shelby. So. I do like sparkling water. I do like White Claws, but I didn't have any tonight. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. As a tomorrow thing. Mm. But we're thrilled, obviously. Because as Arizona reporters, Oregon State fans, we kind of got to sort of root for Arizona. And I'm going to also say something. Oh Jason God, it, is the journalist between the two of us. I am the host of the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I do not have any journalistic tenets that I uphold. 
I am an Arizona fan, and if you don't like it, go suck something. And now that we're also ranting, uh, you know, people thought I was joking. So on Monday, you get the game notes, and it tells you who the announcers are. Right. And I literally tweeted, my apologies to everyone, Rod Gilmore is on the call. I have a long, one-sided feud with Rod Gilmore. I think he is the worst of the worst. Like I, I don't think he belongs on TV. And clearly, I haven't listened or rewatched the game. But... Uh, the amount of tweets that we received within the first five I got minutes of the five game. Five tweets at once that he said, like, Noah Fafuta or something like that. Fatutu. Fatatai. Uh, couldn't couldn't get... pronounce Yugalele. Yugalele. Um, it was. It was basically most of the Polynesian names. It I've actually like. heard that Arizona is going to reach out to ESPN and basically said, you better prepare better than that if you're going to come do, do our you, games. Do you also know what happened tonight, Jason? Shelby, tell him. How much of a thug you be? Um, during halftime, there was a gentleman. I didn't know who he was. He I think he's a, a spotter. He's, a, he's spotter a spotter for ESPN, but I didn't know that at the time. I just saw an ESPN logo on his shirt. I said, hey, guy, I just want to let you know, there's a lot of people tweeting at us, Arizona reporters. You guys might be saying some names wrong. And he took that very seriously and said, who specifically? I said, well, uh, the quarterback of Arizona is number one, and then the quarterback of Oregon State, I believe, is also not having his name pronounced correctly. And there's a lot of people that are mad about it. So I at least got a chance to grab a hold of someone from ESPN and tell them that. I don't know if it improved in the second half. I hope it did. And I guess there were a lot of stats that were wrong. Like they said Michael Wiley was the first running back in Arizona history to go over 1,000 yards. That's not true. It's Vance Johnson. There were multiple things. But I'm not lying, guys. When I tell you, like, I'm going to be honest here. The crowd was not good. Uh, props to the people that stayed because it actually – I will did say stay. I have something – the people that stayed was higher than I right. expected. Jed said it too, that he thought it was a good third. And they were fourth. loud. Yeah. Um, but the initial crowd was not good. But um, what was I saying? Uh, they they yes, better be better next the week. The motivation to go to the game should have been not to listen to Rod Gilmore. That's true. Um, but yes, it should be better next week. Anyway. Anyway, we're excited about what happened tonight. We're going to talk about it. Um. Oregon State fans are also being Oregon really mean. State fans are here's, mean. Here's, I am we... <laughs> so glad that we ended playing Oregon State by beating them like that, like a heartbreaker. Yeah, right now. Because now they can go live in obscurity in some other conference. Shelby's very mad. So here's Because the deal. they're mean. Here's the deal. We recorded the podcast, and anyone that has paid attention the to The preview Shelby, podcast. Anyone that has paid attention to Shelby and I realize that we are very complimentary of Oregon State. In We've been saying they are very good. In our previews, like, very good football team. But for some reason, we've been getting heat. I just got a tweet where someone uh, threatened to shoot me through my window. I hope that's not true. Also, someone out. also said that he was going to punch you in the face. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm not hard to find. Um, but, it, it, like, Washington, I, I don't know what I like more. Washington State fans lost to Washington State, who's falling apart, got killed by ASU. Um, they disappeared after losing to Arizona. Oregon State fans got, like, angry. They got, like, next-level, boss-level rage. Yeah, it's, calm. it's just a football game. Calm down. I'm sure the whole conference realignment thing will <laughs> work out great for I you. will say this, and this is just me being a salty Arizona fan. When we were walking in, we heard this, Talk like... To them. yeah. We heard this, like, Karen mom telling a group of mixed Arizona-Oregon State fans, like, trying to be, like, knowing her shit kind of mom. Like, I just hope Arizona can hang with our NFL style of play. 
is literally what this old hag was telling this group of people. And I've, of course, I'm wearing Arizona credential. I can't say anything, but I really, really hope that she and or the people that were with her realize that Arizona definitely could hang with Oregon State. I wouldn't say it was an NFL style. It's NFL style. I don't know, but still. It's definitely NFL style, and Arizona definitely hung with it. We hung. We hang. Anyway, we did. We're so, um, also want to shout out before this is all before the questions. Um, you know, once in a while you get a player you fall in love with. Yes. Who is that player, babe? Uh, I have no doubt in my mind that Justin Flo <laughs> is certifiable. Oh, I love Justin Flo. If you have not seen, and, and there's a chance because they posted it so late, go watch the video. There's on the official Arizona football Twitter. Where Justin Flo X. grabs a gentleman that has had heart surgery. Jed Fish. By his like lapels, <laughs> screams at him. I'm, it's pretty obvious, scares the living shit out of Jed Fish. And then Jed's like, bring, do the yeah. count, do the count, yeah. Justin. Do the song, Justin, do the kick song, him off. Justin. Yeah, Justin oh Flo is one of my favorite players of all time. And he is literally, there's something missing there. Do you think he can even sleep or do you think he's just like in beast mode all the there time? There's a 0% chance he is sleeping tonight. Oh my gosh. It's so amazing. Anyway, as everybody knows, if you listen to the podcast or you kind of follow Shelby, on Twitter, I, took, I love Justin. I took Shelby on the field for the first time ever, like before the game, usually after the game we go on. And she was literally just looking for, I was play. looking for Justin flow, but we did wind up, um, kind of smushed against all I, of the I knew Arizona line. was going to win when Jacob Kungaika put water on his arm, missed, and then got me wet and apologized. Yeah, and that, said, was hey, his, that was cool. Don't you worry. He was very sweet don't to apologize worry, to. Don't you Jacob. Whatever you need. But anyway, I'm, I'm scared we had quite a day. Yes. Anyway, let's go to the questions. We're going to go to the questions. So we're going to start with uh, the obvious person is Noah Fafita. What do you take away from his performance tonight? I can't believe he started. Uh, what? Yeah. I know, right? It's a quarterback controversy. I want to shout out Pete Thamel, who tweets stuff about like him starting and uh, like he's the one breaking it. Uh, Noah was pretty much always starting. He took one reps since Monday. Um, look, there was a point where like I even texted, or I, I told you, I texted Mike. I was like, Noah's just not playing well, right? Like I, I didn't like the way uh, at the time that, that he was playing when you take a look at the, the quarter cumulative and all that. You know, Arizona had 100 and, uh, 142 yards of the first half. Passing was 12 to 16, whatever. Um, the second half, it felt like like it just it, it took off, right? Like the, the passing game took off. You know, the thing, and I asked Chad about it, the thing that always impresses me about Noah, and a lot of times coaches blow smoke up your ass about their players and all that. But um, I don't think it is that case where he basically, Judd has been consistent in saying that even from the Servite days, Noah doesn't get shook. And he doesn't. Like, he threw the pick. It was a bad pick. He didn't see the guy underneath. Maybe Cowan could have came back to it. Whatever. Um, did not stun him at all. He was sacked four times. Did not stun him at all. He finished 25 of 32 for 275 yards, three touchdowns, and that one pick. Um, his numbers to this point in 17 quarters of play are just, I mean, some of the best in the country. Like, literally. I mean, it's not an exaggeration. He has completed 75% of his passes for 1,200 yards, 
11 touchdowns and three interceptions against Washington, against Washington State, against USC, and against Oregon State, right? I mean, he he's the guy. Like, he's a guy where and, – and I was talking about this with another reporter after the game where you could tell that Judd still – he, he, he still, I don't want to say, it's hard to describe, but he still definitely has a soft spot for Jaden Delora. Like, you could just kind of tell a little bit. But the issue is that, that the simplest way I can explain it is when Noah Fafita goes out, you know what you're going to get every game. Is he eventually going to have a bad game? Of course. Everyone does. But you know that he's not going to compound that bad game by throwing it all over the field, and before you know it, he has four picks. Right? Um... Is there maybe a higher ceiling at times with Jaden in the big play game? Sure. There's plays where Jaden's going to throw it all the way down the field. I mean, Arizona only averaged 11 yards per completion, right? Not outstanding. But, um, you know, you know what you're going to get. With Jaden, I could start him, and he could throw four picks, or he could throw four touchdowns, and I won't know until the end of the game, right? And the team has very clearly rallied around Noah. I mean, at this point, you expect Arizona to play well with Noah Fafita at quarterback. And I think that's the biggest difference between him. And I don't want to put, I don't want to turn this into a, a Jane and Delora put down. You know, that's, that's not my goal here. My goal is more of to prop Noah Fafita up. And I thought tonight he did a nice job of taking what was given to him. And that's what he's very good at. He's not going to force the issue. He's going to take what is given um to him and if and if the opposing defense is playing great so be it but in that fourth quarter he had 79 yards on five of six passing with two touchdowns boom that's what you want and you know the third and it's just you know it's this wasn't a very offensive game um you know spears i actually thought had a good point in the third quarter he said this is very nfl type of game yeah, it, it really it's was. It's kind of frustrating, back and forth. Back and forth, defensive. Yeah, you get a couple big plays, but they don't really lead anywhere. It felt like, the, to me, and maybe people disagree, that's fine. I thought this was a very high-level college football game. I really did. I thought this was yeah. two very good teams going back and forth. Who's going to give and who's going to make that one extra mistake? And it was Oregon State, and that was the difference in the game. But um, I think Noah Fafita has won this town. And he is very clearly the guy. And I think after tonight, we're going to start seeing him get national attention. I was also telling a couple other reporters after we were talking about this. Um, and I just said body language wise, like watching Jed interacting with Noah, like it's a little bit more formal. Like it's like he hasn't had the time to put into Noah because all of that time, the last two years has gone to Jaden. And that's and rightly so. But, like, there's clearly, like, a camaraderie there. You know, Jed really highly respect respects and respected Jaden. So, like, when he was up on the dais for post-game press conferences, like, that's just a different dynamic. So I think, you know, obviously he's going to be putting more time into Noah moving forward. But I also get the feeling, like, Noah doesn't need much. Like, I think that he is getting what he wants. He said it in the press conference. He's here because... People trust him, and he's getting that trust back. And then, and then, coach has been loyal to him. And I think for a kid like Noah, he's so honorable. Like he's just like I don't know. You you had asked the question about the poise, and I was watching him, 
And I mean, just seeing him up close in person, like he's, he's very elusive. He doesn't give a lot. He answers like a pro. His answers always kind of go back to the same thing. Leadership. His faith and his family. Right. Like that, if you, hey, why do you have so much poise? My coaching, my faith, my family. And, and, and it, it's not BS with him. He's very... He's serious. ...faith-oriented, and everybody knows his family at this point, and they're a bunch of awesome human beings, and he's Polynesian, so it's 80 to 85 people, and <laughs> they're all awesome. That's right. So anyway, just my two cents on, like, just kind of body language and, like, reading people, and, you know, it, he's the real deal. And, I mean, and, and he's, he's not going to be an emotional wild card, and he's, you know, if he makes a mistake, I guarantee you he will go back and watch the film and really try hard to not have that happen again. He's just so serious. So we'll, um, we'll see how he develops. Um, the bye week clearly played a role in the win. Explain how that is. Yes, Shelby skipped a question, but I still love her. No, well, I didn't. It's the second question. The no, bye week I, clearly. I deleted the first question. Oh, Jason, you can't to... do things at one in the morning. Let's go to that one first. Okay, rewind. Okay, you weren't thrilled with the play calling at times. Why was that? And do you still feel that way? Yeah, I was vocal on Twitter. I didn't like the play he calling. He was vocal on Twitter and next to me. I, I thought that Arizona did not run the ball enough. Oregon State's run defense on the road has been awful, like really bad. And when you take a look at the running numbers in the game, you take away Noah Fafita's minus 16, Arizona had... Uh, 19 carries for 106 yards between Coleman and Williams. What was weird, Shelby, and I'm not sure if you realize this in person. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Michael Wiley only had two carries. Yep. They did not use him in the run game. They used him in the pass game, and that kind of goes to our next question in a minute. But, um, you know, Jonah Coleman warmed down. That, that last drive by DJ Williams was a... I always think that one of the coolest things in a football, Shelby, is when you line up and everybody in the stadium knows you're going to run the ball. Right. The opposing defense knows you're going to run the ball. And there's nothing they can do about it. And that's what that last drive was. Arizona was going to take DJ Williams and run that ball. And DJ Williams is a strong, like he will truck you. By the way, speaking of truck, DJ Williams has a truck with ginormous truck, forty-eight inch wheels. Literally. And I saw that he would like them to be bigger. Yeah, literally, it's the coolest, biggest monstrosity ever. But I thought that Arizona would actually use the run game, and Jed kind of aired it out. Uh, what's interesting is both teams ran sixty-two plays exactly. Um, 
and Oregon State threw the ball 33 times and Arizona threw the ball 32 times. I mean, it was like it was a very balanced offensive game by both teams. Oregon State had 276 passing yards. Arizona had 275. Both teams had 20 yards on penalties. First down, Oregon State had two more. Third down, Oregon State 6 for 12. Arizona 5 for 11. So close. Total plays, 62. Average yards per play, 6.6 to 6. Um, you know, the, the point, time of possession, Shelby. Arizona, 30 minutes, 46 seconds. Oregon State, 29 minutes, 14 seconds. Like, this was about as even of a game statistically as you're going to find in college football. But going back to the play calling, I just thought Arizona would run the ball quite a bit. Um, obviously, Judd's play calling worked. <laughs> was, well, uh, and he did have that good sequence that you Yes, so praised. that's what I was saying. That, the last drive, um, not the last, the last scoring drive, mm-hmm. where Wiley had the 40-yard, per, literally the perfect drive. It was amazing. Uh, I mean, it, and I tweeted at the time, like, do you understand like what you just saw? And there's people that have criticized Jed's play calling that texted me and said that was the perfect drive. Like, that was perfect. Um, and, and so, you know, it, it's I, I didn't necessarily agree with the splits at times, but it worked. I'd like to see Arizona run the ball more. I'm very curious about how it'll be against UCLA, for instance. And But Oregon State's run defense hadn't been good on the road, but... You know, then again, I think that what we said in the preview, for instance, is my guess is was the goal of Arizona's offense, which is that Oregon State is not a good tackling team. Right. Oh, not at all. Not at all. And I think that the the thought behind that for Fish was we're going to get these guys in space. And, like, how many plays did T-Mac get stopped before oh, the so marker? so frustrating. And then get the first down. Right. Like, it would be like, oh, shoot, he only got seven. Remember and when he, like, to... physically threw himself yeah. over to get one yard? Right. And, by the way, shout out to the Oregon State corners. They were missing two corners tonight, and I thought the backups played um, very well. Again, like, I I think Oregon State's a really good football team, which makes this win super nice because Oregon State is legit. That's and not... Jason, and if any Oregon State fans are actually listening this far, Jason was sitting next to me the whole time, and he was just mumbling, like, oh, Oregon State, great play. Every single like drive when the offense was on the on the field, like just perfect calls. I mean, and that's not a knock on Arizona's defense. Like some of those runs were great. And like they had the call, like it was a game of in the second half of good call. Like Oregon State had the underneath screen on the blitz. Like they picked up blitz perfectly. Uh, I thought the ballsy call by by Jed, where Noah, it was an option, just a straight up option, and Noah kept the ball for the first down. And could have pitched it, would have been the the wrong, the wrong play, read it perfectly, and got the first down. Like, there mm-hmm. were multiple calls on big downs where, like, oh, like, this is a, I'm telling you guys, go back and watch it. This was a high level football game. Okay. So I'm going to read the right question now for you, Princess. I'm going to delete it. Okay. There you go. Thank honey. you. Um, the bye week clearly played a role in the win. Explain how that is. All right, so let's start on the Oregon State side. Okay. So the uh, let's just get right to this. We didn't, but let's get to it. The play at the end of the first half, Ugh. the fake field. I don't know why you're saying, Ugh, I'm saying yes. Uh, I'm embarrassed <laughs> for them. Was, no joke, one of the literal worst plays I've ever seen called. In college football. You are asking your kicker. Of all time. To go 21 yards on one play and score. And Jonathan Smith said after the game that that was a play they were itching to call 
that they put in two weeks ago going into the bye, and that he had seen and believed that they had the right formation from Arizona to be successful on that play. Now, there is another play, if you remember, where Oregon State was lining up to kick the field goal, and Jed called timeout, and people were wondering at the time why he called timeout. And I asked Jed, I said, you saw the same play, didn't you? And he said, yes. Like, it was very clearly going to be a fake on that play, which is why they called timeout. To Jonathan Smith's credit, he took full blame and said it was just ultra-aggression, and he probably he shouldn't have called it. Because, look, you're on the road. Yep. You're, you make a field goal, and there's no guarantee you would have made it, but I think it was a 33-yard field goal. It was pretty close. And you go up 13-10, to 10, right? Whatever. You're up 13-10, to 10, you have some momentum going to the half. After that play... Mike and I turned to each other, and you said it too, and said Arizona's going to win this game. Yep. Because what you did is... You guaranteed your downfall. What You gave Arizona hope. Like, oh, they just thought they could fake this on us? 21 yards in three seconds? Like, they, that's what they... And I, I don't know what was said at halftime, but if I'm Jed Fish, I'm saying, that's how little respect Oregon State has for you. They think that that... They thought they could get away with it. Right, and, it, it did, and that was a... Horrible call. Now, on Arizona's side, there were multiple plays and formations that we had not seen before. Brand new. Michael Wiley lining up at fullback was something that Oregon State had not seen before. The touchdown, the 40-yard touchdown that Arizona had to Wiley was a play that hasn't been run with Wiley at any point this season. Love it. The play with Tanner McLaughlin at fullback, where no actually overthrew him, would have been a huge play. I don't recall that being used this season. Arizona went into the bye week and changed up its offense and added stuff for this game. And I'm sure they probably added more for UCLA or some other plays that they didn't call. But the bye week, in a way, hurt Oregon State because they put in that play. And I don't know why Jonathan Smith calls that play. He's such a good coach. It, it's 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 insane to call the play at that. You could call it on another field goal. Yeah. But it was like, oh, Arizona sniffed it out. Well, gosh darn it, I have to call it. You know what that's called? There's one word hubris. for it. It's called hubris. And yeah, it, it, it's just, I, I didn't get it. And and Jed Fish with the with the different looks and uh, the defense used the Joker formation mm-hmm. at one point. It didn't work, but they used it. Oregon State. That was one of the plays too. So Arizona had the five down linemen. That's the Joker formation. And then they ran the end around to Silas Bolden, who's clearly going to outrun. Yep. I mean, I'm telling you, the play calling by Oregon State was really it was good. Like, it was a chess They match. were playing chess when everyone was expecting checkers. And we saw a lot of crappy football today. When we were watching football, so many two-point conversions that didn't work, weird play calls. And like this game, if you go back and watch it, we're going to go back and watch it. We might stay up and watch it at this point because we're so excited was such a high-level chess match. And I, what I really, really love, and I've been very critical of just coaches in general, like, you know, Rich Rod in the past and, you know, Jed Fish. I don't remember anything about Kevin Sumlin that much. But um, being able to out-game the other team before you even step a foot on the field and the fact that they put in so many different plays over the bye week to be able to have, like, fresh packages that teams haven't seen is awesome. Like they are literally playing on another level um, that I, I don't think we've seen in a very long time. Like I don't even know if you can go back and say Bob Stoops did that much 
He was very like static in, in his game playing and scheming. So props to Jed Fish and to Johnny Hansen in particular, because it's it's really refreshing to have that high level creativity going on. All right. Um, speaking of Johnny Nansen. Speaking of Johnny Nansen, on the other side of the ball, um, this was a unique challenge defensively. How did the defense perform, Jason? So the reason it was unique was because you get used to these spread offenses. The Washington States, the Washingtons, the USC's, and teams that aren't going to run as much as they should. USC, to me, is the most frustrating ever. Like run, you get, Lloyd is a, is a bad, bad man. Like, run run the ball with him more. But Lincoln Riley sucks. Anyway, that's a whole different thing. Um, but um, they uh, – Oregon State wants to run the ball and, and open up the entire offense, run the ball. And then you put six in a box. And when you have six in the box, you – or eight – six in the box. When you fill the box, fill the box. I'm on fire. I'm so tired, Shelby. When you – not fill the box. <laughs> fill the we box. You stuff the box. <laughs> so they want to bring everyone up to the line of scrimmage. And and then that's when they throw on you. They run the play action and all that. Um, so Oregon State's offense is very unique compared to what Arizona's seen. UCLA will be somewhat similar. Utah's probably the only other team that's close to it, whatever. Um, you take a look and... Arizona held Oregon State to 24 points, right? Three touchdowns. Uh, Damon Martinez finished with 87 yards, but it was, I think it's his second or third lowest yardage on the season. Uh, Fenwick, I believe that's his first or second lowest, four for 15. Ugalele had nothing. Six carries for 10 yards. They had the long for 13. Got nothing out of that. Um, they tried the end around to Silas Bolden. It worked for the touchdown. They tried another run play, failed with the fumble. And then, uh, if you remember, uh, Ty Ty tried to murder him. Uh, that play was sick. I believe yeah, it, was. it was. It might have been Gould. I don't know, but that play was hilarious. Um, I talk, I, I got a buddy that's mutual friends with a, a coach over at another D1 team that is familiar with Oregon State. And in his, he texted me for the game. He said, it's real simple coming from that team's point of view. If Arizona contains the run, they're going to win this game. And Arizona contained the run. I mean, at the end of the day, um, it, it, it doesn't sound that good, four and a half yards per carry, but in college, that's pretty damn good. And, you know, DJ was 53% completion, which is not good. 16 of 30 is not good in college or anywhere, really. Um, you know, you take a look at, the play calling, like it, it comes to a point, Shelby, where it's what more would John, like if Johnny Nansen has any doubters at this point, that's just a you problem. Like it's a you problem because he's proven against every single defense this season that he could draw up a successful formula. And again, there's going to be a game, I assume, where Arizona's defense doesn't play great and the offense has to play better, but it hasn't happened yet. The defense has played well enough to win in every single game. And before the season, that's what we said needed to happen for Arizona to win. Last season, it didn't happen. Like, it, it was very rare where you said this defense played well enough for Arizona to win. Um, this season, every single game, Arizona's defense had played well enough for Arizona to win. In this game, in a very unique challenge. And again, you look at Oregon State, 
Um, they've put up some some pretty solid offensive numbers. They have one of the best offensive line. I was raving, raving. about the, their offensive line. They put up. They have one of the best offensive lines in the country. Arizona had the one sack, three tackles for loss. That's a good day, as far as I'm concerned, against that Oregon State offensive line. But I mean, again, like at this point, if you don't respect Johnny Nansen and what he's doing, uh, that is very clearly a you problem. If you problem, baby, and my problem. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, leapfrog really quick just because I always have to do this and it was brought up in the press conference it's not just the offense and the defense it's the special teams Kyle Ostendorf had that badass Kyle Ostendorf had a great punt uh Tyler uh, Loop did his job okay Tyler Loop career high 51 yard field goal yeah big deal because people in the press box here were like whoa they're kicking this uh would have been good from 60 and uh, honorary punter Noah Fafita. Noah with Fafita. The punch of the night. The pooch punt play. Onto the five. And Jed said, Jed's like, look, like I asked Jed about the Jonathan Smith field goal, and he was very classy, but he goes, look, if, if I do the pooch punt and Noah shanks it, you're all going to call me stupid. Goes, no, but I mean, that literally could be an all-time terrible coaching decision. Uh, yeah, that was Jed trying to be nice. That was Jed being very classy and not uh, kicking Jonathan when he was down because it was really bad, but... Yeah. Um, anyway, so I just like to shout out the special teams because all three sides of the ball well, have to play well. I mean, now that you brought it up, yeah, actually. because I always bring it up. Well, it was going to come in my individual shout outs. Mm-hmm. So we've all been complaining how Arizona doesn't even try to return punts. Yep. And Jed Fish said, going back to the bye week question, that they spent a good part of the bye week working on it, working on punt returns and saying basically they wanted to do, approach it like they were getting a first down, meaning mm-hmm. that they wanted to get 10 yards. Mm-hmm. That punt return by cowing late in the game that put Arizona on the 40 or whatever is going to go down as one of those unsung but very, very important plays. Mm-hmm. Because if you take that punt where you are, now you're in your own territory. Well, now all of a sudden you're on their 40 and it's game on. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Jacob Cowing for taking a couple punts and doing yeah, well with them. Just being basically all around awesome. Yeah. Great job. Okay, um, well, how much credit should Arizona get for a win like this? Well, we were debating if Arizona is going to be ranked. I am of the opinion that they will not be ranked. Jason does not think. I think that they potentially could. It would be it would be like literally 25, 24, 25. So the problem is... It's just their losses. Well, here there's a couple problems. Number one, uh, the game ended at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, number two, the... Arizona didn't receive any votes last week. So in order for them to be ranked, they'd have to jump other teams that received votes. Now, it is possible. Um, USC probably won't drop out, even though they beat Cal 50-49. to 49. Uh, UCLA is not going to drop out. Um, does Kansas, who beat Oklahoma... That was a great game. Do they jump Arizona? If people view Oklahoma as better than Oregon State, is Kansas more likely to be ranked than Arizona? Mm-hmm. Um, how many teams fall out? My guess is that Arizona is like twenty-seven, which but they'll like, get some votes this yes, week. Absolutely, I, I honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Arizona receives the most other votes. Where if they beat UCLA, they're a lock to be ranked. And I think that's what will happen too. But I really would like to see them ranked. But I almost feel this is just a superstitious, disappointed Arizona fan. I think Arizona in basketball and football always play better. When they're a little underranked or underpowered, like everyone thinks they're underpowered. Well, I, I will say this though: Jed has been very big on the "we will make them respect us" narrative. Mm-hmm. And Arizona being ranked would be okay. Now we have that respect. 
Now what? Show them that we've earned it type of deal. So that narrative is very easily switchable from what it's also very saying. motivational too like especially against ucla homecoming last time you're playing ucla in the pac-12 um it should be really awesome and I, I just wish it was already next saturday actually but um okay did you answer your question about the credit you good yes okay last it's not really a question uh sort of any other individual shout outs oh yes shelby there's lots of shout-outs. Myanmar Chantan, Chert Enfant. In French. Uh, Jonah Coleman, DJ uh-huh. Williams, we already shouted them out. T-Mac, doing T-Mac things, the touchdown. You know, I actually thought that, even though the numbers weren't reflected, I thought Jacob Cowing played a really good game. He only had 36 yards on six catches, which isn't great. Um, but again, the, the special teams um, and, and his ability to to return and all that. Um, you know, two punt returns. You had the eighteen, the the twenty, and the sixteen, or whatever. What like those? Those were big plays. Uh, Michael Wiley is the coolest dude ever. Ah, oh, love him. He won't complain about his two carries, two carries for zero yards. So what do they do? They put him in as a fullback. He gets five catches for fifty-eight yards and two touchdowns. Boom! <laughs> like, I mean, it's just it's awesome. Um, shout out to Kevin Green. Now, if you notice, there's a little, there was a, okay, so, mm-hmm. again, going back to the bye week, T-Mac was lining up in the slot, and then they were motioning him from the slot across the field to the out, they were doing a lot of unique things. Uh, I have to look at the snap counts, but Kevin Green and Malachi Riley both played and both caught, I mean, Malachi had that 40-yard ball, Kevin Green had that 26-yard pass, um, Montana didn't get a, a catch, but I'm not sure Montana played as much. I'm going to have to go back and, and look at the snap counts because that's not really something you see um, when you're you're actually watching a game. Uh, defensively, Shelby, mm. do you know who led Arizona in tackles? Who? Gunnar Maldonado. Gunnar! Gunnar Maldonado had 10 tackles and played great. Uh, Jake Amanu was freaking awesome. We do need to say something. Eight tackles. About Senor Takario. Uh, pass breakup. QB, two QB hurries. Uh, your boyfriend played well. Believe it or not, <laughs> this is such a... F- okay, so I always talk about fake stats, right? And <laughs> uh, one of the most fake snaps ever, or fake stats ever, may have been <laughs> Takario's stat that was tweeted uh tonight by the SID by Jeff and I'm trying to find it because it was it was funny um oh gosh with three pass breakups tonight Takario Davis leads the Pac-12 in pass breakups so Takario Davis leads the entire conference in pass breakups they sounds sh- good right Takario Davis should have had three interceptions tonight they shouldn't be pass breakups um Arizona only has like one pick all year or two picks in the Stanford they game. They want it so bad, guys. Like, when you look at it, like we're bored as poor poor Takario. I feel and, bad for him. And though. Johnny Nansen's gonna give him crap. And it's just jumping way. around like a jumping jack. Um, but they, look, he, and, and someone I I know made a good point. They text me. They go, "How far Arizona's defense has come when we're complaining about stopping a deep pass? Right? Because he didn't catch he, the ball. He's so, doing it. Um, yeah. So shout out to Cario Davis, but. Um, I will say, I mean, Prysock had a couple of uh, plays where he should have not been beat, and then he had a couple where 
he he was fine. He was fine. It's just oh. that's the nature of in a pass rush situation. Taylor Upshaw was awesome. Um, you know, again, you Ty Ty is really coming on strong lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, really coming on strong. So, look, this is one of those games where. They broke out. It almost feels weird criticizing anything whatsoever. And we're not going to. You so. you beat the number eleven team in the country. You're you're one win away from being bowl eligible. Um, yeah, it's a great, great it's night a, to be a wildcat. It's a great night to be a wildcat. So thank you all for joining us. Shelby and I are gonna go hang out and make beaver jokes. Um. All the time, twenty four seven, since it seems to piss off a lot of beaver fans. Beaverauthority.com. If a beaver if a beaver fan listened this far, thank you, because we did compliment your team a lot. We do think you are a no. good team. No, this is not going with and the narrative. Good luck. I got this. In whatever conference you land in. If you're a beaver listening to this, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> Bear down. Special request by Shelby since Arizona and Oregon State may never play again in football. Shelby take it. What is a beaver's favorite rap artist? What, Shelly? Timberland. Stupid. <laughs> One more. Uh, okay. Why was the beaver too cool for the river? Why, honey? It was too mainstream. <laughs> okay, 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 one more. Okay, 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 one more. Why was the beaver so chill? Why, babe? He was just going with the flow. Hey! Justin Flow, shout out, baby!